0: The Lord, as he was taking me through the retreat, showing me step by step, the last reflection he showed me, he wanted to come from the chapter of Victim Soul. And so by the time I finished moving through the retreat, as the Lord gave me the steps, I realized what the Lord did. Through this encounter, because we really shouldn't call Love Crucified Retreats, retreats. They're really encounters. So let's get in the habit of calling a Love Crucified Encounter. He took us through the path this weekend. The path begins with the Holy Spirit and Mary. And the first talk, the first reflection was from Father Ron. Abandonment to the Holy Spirit. Then he moved us through the Spirit and Mary to our hardness of heart. And that is all, a lot of the path, chapter two, chapter three, and to chapter four, is that whole purification of the Holy Spirit, the widening of our hearts, the expanding, the emptying. For what? To enter into that beautiful union in Christ as his spouses. Into that perfect union with Christ. And it doesn't end there. To move us into becoming one with the Father through Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit. So this last talk is becoming one with the Father As victims of love. And the Lord brought me to a deeper understanding more and more through the years of this walking, of this journey. Of truly more and more understanding of what it means to be a victim soul. So today is from son to father. Every son eventually must become a father. Every daughter, a mother. What is part of the problem in us that has to be healed? That many of the boys and the girls within us, the child within us, through trauma, through woundedness, got stuck. And so, so much of that transformation of the Holy Spirit is to bring those inner child within us, sons and daughters to become mothers and fathers. And this can only happen through the Holy Spirit, in Christ, into becoming one with the Father. As a parent, I have witnessed this long process of three of my sons actually becoming fathers. At a certain age, I began to see that we enter a new relationship with our parents. I saw that really develop in my sons with me, but especially with Peter, their father. They got to a certain age that I saw the relationship enter a a, a friendship, that they're still son and father, but they became men. And as they became men, they became friends. As also, they're always sons, but they grew and processed and transformed into fathers. These three sons that are now married, husbands and fathers, I have seen have assimilated so many characteristics of their earthly father. We too are not called to remain in a relationship of a child with our father, but to also become, one with our Abba, in which we are transformed into the image and likeness of our Father. We become the divine image as fathers, mothers of Abba in the world. Whether we grew up with amazing role models of fathers and mothers, or with very, very dysfunctional parents, we each need to come to personally know Abba in Christ so that the Spirit can transform us into His image, which is unconditional love. As I have journeyed through this narrow path of the cross, with many tears, sweat, and blood, my understanding of a victim's soul has also developed, matured, and grown. I think back when I first heard the words in 2006 in Mejigori, Will you be my victim's soul? And as the Lord brought me into this retreat, I saw that journey from 2006 to 2017, how from not understanding a darn thing about what the Lord was talking about and this little, this child that said, okay. (laughs) Because I said, okay, I'll do that. (laughs) And really having no idea to coming to having a profound understanding and and being more and more transformed into that victim soul. If we truly abandon ourselves to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to take us through this beautiful and painful path of transformation we will all become victims of love because our God is a victim of love and He created us to be like Him one with Him in Christ so there are characteristics, many but I want to focus on four characteristics of the Father which each of us must also assimilate as we become in the Father fathers and mothers Three of these were spoken of by Henry Nowen, but as I revisited this book, I saw them so completely in our path. So this is what I want to share with you. The first characteristic of the father that we all must have to become fully mothers and fathers in him is grief. If we ponder the father in Rembrandt's painting, we touch the father's grief. His grief is so deep, so great, so completely consuming, because his love is so boundless. Jesus as son and one with the father lives on earth the grief of Abba. This, to me, became a new awareness, I think, in this, the planning of this retreat. Because all these years in the path, I, I have come to know and touch the grief of my Lord and my beloved of my life, Jesus Christ. But I didn't necessarily associate that same pain with the Father until now. That all of Jesus Christ, especially His pain, is the pain of Abba. To come to know the grief of the Sacred Heart of Jesus is to come to know and touch the grief of the Father. They live this grief of love as one. Their grief is expressed in their tears. How important in the path are our tears. The hands, the tears. Look at how the Spirit has been revealing in this path to us to bring us to become one with the Father. In number 132 in our path, it says, Jesus says, Accept my chalice of love and suffering and suffer with me as one with me the sorrows of my sacred heart. Now notice the words of the Lord. As an all-loving father one with the Father, an all-loving Father. I suffer the sickness of my sons' and daughters' hearts. But my greatest suffering is that they don't allow me, the healer of all hearts, to touch them. They seek healing in all forms except In the only one that can bring them to life. These are the words of the Lord. The whole path. Our motto of love crucified. Suffer all with me. No longer two but one. Why? Suffering all with Jesus. Entering the grief of Jesus. We enter the grief of the father. In order to become mothers and fathers in God, we must have the heart of God. And the heart of God is all love and all grief, because what heart of a true father does not grief, anguish over their lost sons and daughters? We all know that. Imagine the pure heart Of our father so to become one to become fully the new Adams and the new Eve of course the path at the beginning what did we bury in our hearts our grief because as children we couldn't process that trauma and that pain so we buried it and we did all of these disorder tendencies to deal with it The first thing the Lord does in the path is He brings us into our wounds to what? To release and feel our own pain. The first thing He does for healing. Because if we can't feel again, if we're numb to pain, we can never, ever become one in the heart of Jesus and Abba, ever. We can't enter and become the image of God. So that is so important in the path. I'm going to skip number 134. You can read it on your own. But this is the tears. I'm just going to go on page 18 to the top. This message, I'll just summarize it for you so I can move a little faster. Is <clears throat> when the Lord revealed to me a dead heart in his hands. I didn't know what it was. It was shriveled and dark and black. And he said to me that this dead heart represented the hearts of many people. And that as his victims of love, he wanted us as one in his sacred heart, in the Father, to bring them back to life. And I asked the Lord, how do, I, how do we do this? And he said, water these hearts with your tears of sorrow. Jesus Christ cries. Because He loves, He is pure, and Ava Father has tears. How can we be victims of souls and be men and women that can't cry? It's impossible. Water these hearts with your tears of sorrow. Pray for them through the prayer of your pure suffering. Bless them with your kiss of love and anoint them with the graces of my Eucharist. It is the life of my victim souls that has the power to bring back to life the dead. Well, how can that be? Who can bring back to life the dead? God. I can't bring back to life the dead. God can. But when we are transformed as mothers and fathers in Jesus Christ into the Father, we become one with God. And it is the power of God in us bringing back to life the dead. This is a victim soul. Amazing. What a vocation we have, family. What a gift. So much of the work of the simple path is to bring us to touch. To know personally the grief of our Lord through our own sorrows. The Lord's clamor, suffer all with me. Before we went, the, the time we went in love crucified to the shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C., what did the Lord say to us? Your power of intercession lies in your willingness to suffer all that I permit in your lives as one in my sacrifice of love. Your prayers receive the full power of the Holy Spirit. Now look at what he says. In your abandonment to suffer all with me. The purer our hearts become, the greater we abandon. And as we abandon ourselves into God, the power of the Holy Spirit is fully released. As you trust, Look how beautiful these words are. In my love. Do we trust in Jesus' love? Look at what he says. Manifested in my great suffering for you. As we trust in Jesus' suffering for each of us. Look at what he says. You enter into the mystery of suffering for love. Suffering for love is a mystery Of divine love. That's why the world doesn't understand it. The world doesn't understand love. What brings us into the mystery. Of the love of the Trinity. Is our perseverance. and abandonment to the spirit. To suffer everything the Lord permits in our lives. As one with God. And then he goes on. I'm not going to read it all because I know it's too long. But you ponder, my family. I have underlined. The Lord says to us in this message, he tells us different things to pray for. He was preparing us to enter the shrine, the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception. Pray for trust in my love for you to be solid and unshakable. That no matter what we go through, Jack and Amy, no matter how hard this time has been for you, that your love is solid and unshakable. No matter unemployment, Sandra and Samuel in Colombia, no matter how difficult, We are solid in that faith of how much God loves us. And then at the end, he says, your faith is your protection against the deception of Satan. This practice of suffering with Jesus brings us to solidarity with all of humanity. Father Jordi is constantly speaking to us about the sufferings of so many in the world. As we suffer in the heart of Jesus and enter into the heart of Abba, into his grief, the grief of Abba through Jesus we enter solidarity, union with the love of humanity, which is in the heart of God. If we truly want to live what Father Geordi is constantly telling us, this is the way. And in the closer we become one with Christ in God, our life, this is what the path teaches us, is transformed and actually can touch the starving children in Africa. My prayers in Ava, in Christ with the Holy Spirit. My sacrifices. This is the power of a victim's soul. Moves beyond time and space in God. To help my suffering brothers and sisters throughout the world this is amazing and you wonder why God is clamoring bring me victim souls the Lord in the path begins to ask us to receive the sufferings of others and to suffer with Jesus for them He first, the first step in the path is he brings us into our own pain. To suffer our own pain with him. And as we move through that process, which is really our whole life. But as we begin to persevere in that process. Then he comes to this. He begins to ask us, okay. Because... What does the heart of God do? The heart of Jesus Christ receives, the heart of Ava, all the pain and suffering of each of us. So if we are being transformed into God, we must participate in this love. So the Lord begins to say, receive the oppression of your spouses, their woundedness of your children, of all your mother-in-law, Your father-in-law, all these souls of our sons, our daughters, of our employers, of our bishops, of our priests, begin to receive their wounds and suffer them with me. You see, you begin, that is love. Only love can move a soul to do that. And that is what the path brings us to do. Ending the first point of grief. Well, I'm going to skip. You read that on your own. I'm going to go to the second point. Forgiveness. If we are truly becoming mothers and fathers in the Father, we must have a heart of forgiveness. Resentment and forgiveness cannot coexist. That is why... This, to me, one, for me personally, one of the most, I think, important talks I personally have ever given was this one in this retreat on resentment and anger. For me, that just was very powerful for me. And that was very important, what the Holy Spirit was showing us, because he's bringing us to a heart of forgiveness, the heart of God is a heart of mercy, of forgiveness. There isn't anything that God will not forgive. And for us to be able to live that forgiveness, we must let go of all resentment. The work of the path is to uproot all our resentments, anger, grudges, jealousies, pride, to deny ourselves living and reacting from our wounds and lies so that we can forgive others as the Father forgives us. Look at the forgiveness of Abba. And like Father said, He's not just forgiving the younger son. He's forgiving the older son. Only having personally known each of us, the Father's forgiveness toward me, can I then move to forgive those most difficult for me to forgive. Those that have wounded me deeply. Many times in the process of forgiveness, we can say with our minds, I forgive my mother, I forgive my father, because we really want to forgive. Because we are good people and we are followers of Christ, but in our hearts we're not able to fully forgive because of the hardness of heart. So the path brings us through that purification, through that cleansing, so that we can have a heart that can forgive the most difficult things to forgive. And sometimes it's really hard to forgive when we are wounded, wounded deeply and hurt. In Matthew 18, 21 to 22, it says, Then Peter, approaching, asked him, Jesus, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not 7 times but 77 times the whole gospel message is to mercy forgiveness we must become if we are going to be transformed into the image and likeness of God we must become fathers and mothers that have a heart of forgiveness for this is my blood says Matthew 26:28 of the covenant which will be shed on behalf of many for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus Christ dies on the cross to forgive our sins. A victim soul enters the act of sacrifice in Jesus to participate in the forgiveness of sins. Matthew 18.35 There's so many. So will my Heavenly Father do to you. Unless each of you forgives his brother from his heart. Now look, he didn't say from the mind. Genuine forgiveness must come from the heart. Why? Is our woundedness in our mind? No. Our woundedness is in our heart. So true forgiveness can only flow from the heart. And can only flow from what? The, he, the wounds healed in Jesus Christ's wounds. That is what it means to become a living chalice. A living chalice is a blood of Christ that flows. What did we learn? The chalice is what? Our hearts. Our wounded hearts. Our wounds are the whole of the chalice. They must be purified and emptied of all that resentment, of all that is not love, to be filled with the life of Christ, His forgiveness, His mercy, His love, His compassion. That's the blood of Christ. And it flows from our hearts to you, to them, beyond. That's union with God, my family. Third characteristic of the father, we must have generosity. The father's words to the older son, all I have is yours. All I have is yours. He lavishes the younger son with gifts. He gives him a ring, a cloak, sandals, a banquet. He pours himself out. Look at the Father pouring himself out. He's given everything. Look at the grief, the love. Look at the hands. The eyes are like blind. Pouring himself out. Jesus came to reveal. What does Jesus do on the cross? He pours himself out. Generosity. They give all. God gives us everything that I have is yours. My whole being is being poured out for you, my sons and daughters. Our God is a generous God. What is a victim soul? A generous soul. Men and women that want to give what? Everything. Everything. As one with God. For the salvation of others. Look at what the Lord, Our Lady said. Receive the fullness of Ava's blessing. It's like she's telling us, God wants to give us a fullness. He wants to pour, receive it. The vocation of Ava's victim souls is especially, especially to live the generosity of the father and son. A victim love desires, burns more and more to pour herself or himself out completely for souls. This desire flows like living water, a rushing stream from the heart of God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. No one can have greater love than to lay down his life for a friend. says this gospel. John 10:11 I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays his lays down his life for the sheep. 1 John 3:16 The way we came To know love was that he laid down his life for us. So we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. This one scripture passage is telling us that every Christian was called and chosen to be a victim soul. It isn't the little mustard seed of love crucified. It is the call of every Christian because Jesus is telling us here, we are all called to lay down as one with Christ our God, our lives for our brothers. So it's not a call to the few, it's a call to every. But few are the ones that respond. And God still is so generous And so forgiving that what does he tell us? What he's always done. He will use the few. The few to bless the multitudes. What are martyrs? People who witness with their whole lives to the unlimited love of God. Abandonment to the Holy Spirit is to allow the Spirit to prepare us to become people of the light. To become true martyrs. The Lord in number 134 in the path tells us, This heart dead in sin, which I reveal to you tonight, this one dead heart represented many will come back to life through the blood of my martyrs of love. Do we believe? In number 147 in our path, the Lord said to us, Be pure and holy as I am holy. Live who you are. This whole retreat since Mexico, coming to know who we are, our identity and mission Look at what the Lord says. Live who you are as my martyrs of divine love. The Lord in love has been giving each of us, missionaries and mothers of the cross, our identity. Our blessed mother in Mexico was saying, giving us, um, showing us again, instilling in us, branding in us, Know who you are. The Lord is saying, you're my divine martyrs of love. That's amazing. That's who we are. In number 150 in our path, my hidden martyrs of love are the power of God to wage this war against the principalities of death. Number four in our path. I desire for this time to be the, the time of my greatest martyrs. It is the blood of my martyrs united to the blood of Jesus Christ. That will usher in the new Pentecost. With the reign of the Queen of Heaven and Earth. I desire countless Hidden martyrs like my spouse, the Queen of Martyrs. Here lies the power of God. And the full power of the Holy Spirit. Which will be poured out through the power of the cross. This is the 50th year anniversary of the Charismatic Renewal. And as the leaders of the Charismatic Renewal got together... Where Aleida? I don't remember. In what? In Jerusalem. In Jerusalem. No, okay. no. No. No, 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 now. About, oh, no. About the... They received a prophecy. Oh, yeah. They lo- the lights went out, and then all of a sudden the lights came on, and this God told them, "You have no power." You have no power. And when the lights came on, somebody in the group, in that dark, found a cross on the wall and brought it to the front. And when the lights came on and God saying, You have no power. You have no power. You have no power. And there shines forth the cross. And they're speaking the charismatic renewal now about Conchita. What did the Spirit bring to Conchita, the works of the cross? Love crucified is in the Charismatic Renewal. But we are the wave of the Charismatic Renewal bringing the church to the cross. The Lord is telling us, Here lies the power of God and the full power of the Holy Spirit. Which will be poured out through the power of the cross. The new Pentecost is going to come through the cross. That's why the whole charismatic renewal must come to the cross. And we little mustard seed of Anawims are helping. Are being called to help bring the whole church to the cross. And the last characteristic of the father. That we must have as fathers and mothers in Father, in the Father Ava, is joy. John 15:10 through 12, "If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and remain in His love. I have told you this, so that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. What does the Lord want? Us to be people of joy. We cannot be entering Jesus Christ and in Jesus into the heart of the Father and be miserable people. There's something really wrong with this picture. We must be people of joy or else there's something that's not authentic in our transformation. We must see ourselves as we move through this pain more and more, being released of all this oppression, coming to know, if we truly are coming to know divine love, how can we be miserable? We must become, we must assign a thermometer, is am I growing in joy? That's right. I'm going to get to that now. Thank you, Father. You're bringing us into the banquet. A true sign, a true sign of a victim's soul is joy. Okay? Until now, you have not asked anything in my name. The Lord says in John 16, 24, Ask and you will receive. So that your joy may be complete. Ask and you shall receive, so that your joy may be complete. Both sons and me can gradually be transformed into the compassionate father. This transformation leads me to the fulfillment of the deepest desire of my restless heart. Because what greater joy can there be for me, this is Father and now, than to stretch out my tired arms and let my hands rest in a blessing on the shoulders of my homecoming children. Number 31 in our path. Why do I desire and need for you to suffer with me, my family? It is through my suffering that you come to know love. Love is purified in suffering. But my suffering is pure love. Therefore, when you suffer with me, your love is purified in me. This suffering with me and loving with me brings new life, a new creation. By allowing all suffering to draw you into my sufferings and sorrows, you will come to know love. My sacred heart is pure love. You were created for love. But how few, my little ones, come to know love and enter the joy, the joy of living in love. The simple path says on page 110, a healed person also lives in interior peace, which is joy amidst the pain and sufferings of life, because he has come to know personally, like Father Asencio was telling us, not intellectually, but personally, the love of God, And believes God is present with him in all circumstances of life. And we end this last reflection by remembering the words of our Lord, number 35 in our path. To suffer with me is to meet... Look at the path of transformation right here. To suffer with me is to be made pure, like me. Pure of heart. To be abandoned to God. To suffer with me is to begin to love with me. To suffer with me is to become love. And then finally he says, To suffer with me is to enter the fullness of joy and happiness on earth. That is the path the Lord has given us. So let us end this retreat now as we end end with a prayer of thanksgiving and we move into the holy sacrifice of the Mass.